0: Folks, thanks for tuning in to Sunday School Bonanza. We're very thankful that you decided to join us as we go through a gospel doctrine lesson to get you prepared for Sunday School, whether you are teaching, attending, or if you can't be there for some reason. We want to help you have a better Sunday than you would otherwise have just showing up. And knowing about nothing that's going to go on in the lesson, you know, you might learn something today that you can use in your class. It would be useful. So we hope you'll visit us at thisweekinmormons.com and shoot us an email. Contact at thisweekinmormons.com and find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram now as well. All these wonderful silly places that don't matter. But more importantly, I would like to introduce this week's host. Once again, joining us is Kurt Frankham. Hello,
1: Kurt. I'm here. I have forced my way into this lesson. I'm so excited to talk Kurt about it. Kurt is here,
0: and for those of you uh, who know Kurt, he, uh, he runs leadinglds.com, a website devoted to uh, leadership and improving leadership within the church, which That's I right. think we could all sorely need, because for every great bishop, there's another one who is sp- confused perhaps
1: we could say that's for sure
0: plenty of we all have plenty of things to learn in our calling so check it out actually kurt does different interviews and podcasts and articles there that are all really useful i, I like reading his website there's good material well there. thank you i, do, so I do try check that out this week's lesson is lesson nine god will provide himself a lamb and this is a powerful lesson we are talking as you might guess about abraham we've spoken previously about abraham abraham at covenant all sorts of things but uh Abraham and Isaac and sacrifice is really the crux of this lesson, which is pretty, it's just intense. Anytime I, t- I discuss this topic, I'm just like blown away by the faith of Abraham. We'll get into the particulars as we go. but And, I'm just, and
1: Jeff, if I may, if I may before yeah. we jump into this. Uh, no, please go ahead. This is really a, a a pattern you'll see, especially in the Old Testament. Obviously, you can find this in all scriptures, but as you go through each lesson, if you look for examples or parallels to Christ, there's so much to learn and there's so many parallels in the especially in the Old Testament that may be a little vague but really relate to Christ and his purpose and the doctrine of the atonement. So and I think this lesson is a great example of that.
0: Yeah, And I actually like that you say that because the Old Testament in particular is replete with examples of types of Christ and examples like that. You find them all over the place if you look for them. And I really encourage people, if you're seriously going to study the Old Testament, the institute manuals that we have, while dated in many ways, are a terrific resource to read along with if you're reading through the Old Testament because they have... Just so much stuff in there of use. Like if I'm preparing a lesson, I use those all the time because they have a lot of good material in them. I should probably just use those for these lessons from now on instead of the Gospel Doctrine Manual. I mean, honestly, what am I even thinking? Might as well. I, right? <laughs> um, so they might ask you, and I want you all to actually think about this. Um, think of a person you love very much, a possession you value highly, whatever it might be, and how you would feel if God asked you to give that up or to sacrifice that person or possession. And what would you do? And I've pondered this myself, and that's what I can't. Imagine, I don't have kids yet in my life, but I still can't imagine if the Lord said, guess what, you need to sacrifice your son. Yeah, that's intense. I I completely admit, I am not at a point in my journey of spirituality where I would just unflinchingly be like, what has to be done has to be done. Because it is thy will, not mine, that matters most. I would very easily be more of the, uh, can this cup pass from me persuasion? Oh, yeah. You know, is there anything else that can be done? Um, I just, it's just crazy. I, I just, I, the faith of Abraham is astounding in this circumstance.
1: Yeah. And, and this is probably an intention activity that can go awkward pretty quick. If, you know, if there is somebody <laughs> that like has lost a child or whatever, and is like, Oh, we didn't necessarily mean to bring up, you yeah, know, good point. A, a huge loss, but, uh, yeah. but nonetheless, this is, I, I'm the same ways I can, I can look back my life and see examples where the Lord kind of asked me to step up to the plate and I kind of said, well, maybe next week, you know, or. Um, let me think about that a while. But Abraham was is just such an example in that in that process of.
0: Yeah, it's very easy to to balk in those situations. Yeah, yeah. you like that, folks. Two baseball metaphors, <laughs> boom, right there. More to come. Uh, so, so, for a little bit of background, though, and we don't talk about this very much in the book of Abraham, which is where Abraham end in Genesis. So in Abraham one, and in, in Abraham one, you learned that Abraham, of course. Um, was almost sacrificed by the false priests of the pharaoh when he was younger. It's not something we bring up very much, but this was a big deal, and obviously you can see why this might, uh, <clears throat> you know, draw some parallels to what he would later ex- foreshadow his later experience. And I can imagine Abraham, of course, thinking back on this. But what happened was he was about to be sacrificed. And just like that, when it says right here in verse 15 of Abraham 1, And as they lifted up their hands upon me, that they might offer me up and take away my life, behold, I lifted up my voice unto the Lord my God. And the Lord hearkened and heard, and he filled me with the vision of the Almighty. And the angel of his presence stood by me and immediately unloosed my bands. And and his voice was unto me, Abraham, Abraham, behold, my name is Jehovah, and I have heard thee. And I've come down to deliver thee and to take thee away from thy father's house and from all thy kinsfolk into a strange land, which thou knowest not of. So, I mean, Jehovah himself delivered Abraham in this in this instance, which is just terrific. Yeah,
1: it's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. And and this is a an, ex, an experience that Abraham has that he doesn't realize will someday weigh heavily on him as he's put in a similar situation that uh, he, he may be able to relate to Isaac just how hard it is to uh, go through something like that.
0: And by the way, when he says he'll take him to a, a, a land he doesn't know, before this, Abraham has been in Chaldea. Chaldea. I never say it right. Uh, and, of course, Abraham eventually goes to the land of Ur, which is where much stuff happens. Incidentally, I know a Peruvian man named Ur. That's all I have to share. Great naming conventions, folks. That was a lot of fun. We all love. We loved Ur. He sang at his wedding, and he sang terribly, and we all loved it. It was beautiful. Um. Anyway, so Abraham experienced that almost sacrifice at a young age, which was going to affect him as time went on. But then, of course, he's Abraham's. What, what are the promises Abraham has been given previously regarding children, Kurt?
1: Yeah, that his, uh, you know, I don't have the scripture in front of me, but that his posterity will be as the stars of the sky, uh, you know, the, the great lineage that will come from that. And as we know, through Jacob or Israel um, and the the tribes and how that impacts even our lives today. Right. So pretty pretty heavy responsibility um given to a man who later is frustrated by not being able to have children with his wife Sarah.
0: Yeah. And so what happens then? So he can't have children with Sarah.
1: Yes, yeah, so Sarah uh and this is, you know, speaking on a lesson of sacrifice, really a strong um example sacrifice is really Sarah as uh she brings to Abraham Hagar, if I'm saying it right, and uh, yeah. and to to have child with Hagar, and uh, which comes uh, Ishmael from that. But you think of, of Sarah, where she knows as well the promises that Abraham has been given, and knows that uh, a lot of that rests on her. And uh, I can't imagine the the weight that's on on her shoulders, and, and so she begins uh, to look and is told to. Um, to look towards Hagar as as maybe that that option to bear to bear a son. And uh that'd
0: be tough as a as a as a woman.
1: Could you imagine any wife in this day and
0: age saying, "Well, it's not working for us, so here, have another so that we can have the yeah. posterity." Yeah, I just
1: yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And again, a, a very sanctifying process for for Sarah for sure to do that. For sure. Um and then uh, obviously Is- Ishmael comes from from that, and, and then Isaac later, which thankfully has no political ramifications to modern day. So, there's that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For those who don't understand the reference, uh, it, is, it is believed in the scriptures that we say that Ishmael is, was basically the father of the Arab nation. So, just as Isaac went on to be you know, the progenitor of the 12 tribes of Israel and all of Israel, Ishmael was the Arab, yeah. so you could see a schism. It's a perhaps
1: touchy subject in the Middle East. If you're giving this lesson, time, yeah. Gospel Doctrine, somewhere in the Middle East, tread lightly and uh, be sensitive. We
0: don't. We do have the church does have branches throughout the Levant, but uh, but be careful, everybody. Be careful. <laughs> I do like. There's a famous in the in the Bible in the King James version. It says that Abraham laughed when he heard news because the Lord mm. tells him that that Sarah will bear a son, and it says Abraham laughed. Now we learned through the Joseph Smith translation. that he rejoiced at the news. Honestly, I never took offense to him laughing because in many ways you could be like, I picture the laugh just being kind of like, are you serious? (laughs) Like, are you you joshing me right now? Come on. (laughs) But instead, uh, he rejoiced at the news. And he believed it. And um, God fulfills his promises. I think that's a great thing to take away from that. Sarah, of course, did bear a child. And his name
1: was Isaac. And thankfully he did because... uh, Donny Osmond's career would would have had a, a rough spot without having the, the dream coat, which came from Isaac, from Jacob. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: the 80s were a rough time for most Osmonds. <laughs> it just wasn't good. But now they're in Vegas, and they're That's having a true. great time. They're going to have a great time. Um, the interesting thing, though, one other thing you might want to read, Genesis 17, if you read verses 19 through 20, we actually read some of the differences regarding the promises that Isaac makes uh, for Isaac and Ishmael, which is kind of cool, because he does actually promise them seed and great nations both of them but it says like you know it says to Isaac but with Isaac his covenant will be established Ishmael it just says he'll, he will be fruitful he will have 12 princes and he will make a great nation but there's no mention of a covenant with Ishmael which is very interesting yeah and only with and, only and i with think
1: Isaac. uh you know we, we shouldn't make the mistake that this Ishmael descendants was a mistake and really has no <laughs> You know, there has no credence to it. Where you know, many uh, you know Muslims, for example, hold Ishmael as a, a prophet and so forth. And and yeah, I think course. there's purpose yeah. in that. Sure. I think the Lord saw that this would be a great blessing for the Muslim people and and something to look for. And and ties it back to you know Christianity. So
0: yeah, and of course we're all tied back to Judaism. So yeah. it all yeah. Abrahamic faiths. Yeah. So I don't know. Let's let's move on to the the crux here. Abraham sacrificing Isaac.
1: Yeah, after all that time now, the Lord has commanded Abraham to sacrifice uh, his beloved son. Why? Well, he because he said so. That's Pretty why. Pretty much. <laughs> and um, the, in the lesson, there's a quote by Elder Oaks that says, okay. uh, When they came to the prescribed place, and may, I hope I'm not jumping ahead here, but when they came oh, to the pre- prescribed place, Abraham built an altar and laid wood upon it. Then the Bible says, Abraham bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. What did Isaac think about Abraham did such a strange thing? The Bible mentions no struggle or objection. Isaac's silence can be explained only in terms of his trust in the obedience to his father. And I think uh, that quote lends to really the... The magnitude of the man that Isaac was, as well, and the faith that Isaac yeah. had—that even after he realized what was happening, um, he he submitted—and in, in great parallel to obviously our Savior Jesus Christ,
0: big time, absolutely. And it's yeah, it's amazing that Isaac had that much trust and faith in his father, you know, just to follow through on those things, to not be a problem, not question it, to just go along with it, even though right. he knew what was coming himself. Right. That is remarkable because you can imagine even going through this whole period. Being bound, and not once he's like, Dad, what are you doing? Dad, have you lost it? Dad, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just.
1: I mean, I'm sure there's opportunity to run. I mean, obviously Abraham's a, a, an old man. I'm sure Isaac could, yeah. could outrun him. I don't know. But but this was a huge test of faith for Abraham. And as we
0: know, I mean, it was right when Abraham was, was prepared to do the sacrifice. And what happened, of course, you know, an angel appeared and just basically said, hey, you know, stop. You don't need to do this not to be too colloquial in the way I explain it, but I mean, unless I'm missing any details, that's basically, that's what happened. Um, So, I mean, yeah, talk about the last minute kind of stuff, but Abraham had to really prove his faith. And I think it's very interesting. The Lord had to let it, let it play long enough to see, to make sure Abraham wasn't going to walk away at some last minute thing. You know, wasn't going to tie Isaac down and then maybe sort of just kind of bide his time, waiting by the altar, hoping something would change. He went through what he was commanded to do, and uh, and then the Lord knew that his heart was sure about this. And then, of course, yeah. they were delivered.
1: And, and there's many, a lot of uh, discussion. I think could come out of just that principle within a Sunday school class. Is uh, you know everybody's had instances where they feel prompted to do something, and you know I hear it all the time. Well, I don't know if it's the spirit or myself, and and really, if regardless of where it's coming from. I would still show faith in it. And just the act that you're even willing to show faith in things that you think are promptings from the Lord, I think you'll be blessed for that. Um, And Unless, (laughs) if you are prompted to do any bodily harm to anybody, it's probably not from the Lord at this point. That's for the Bible. So...
0: (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. That's for the Bible. Well, the main reason being that we don't believe in sacrifices anymore. Yes, that's, that's your that that's your giveaway. There right? there's a good sign there. If you're if you feel that you're supposed to like give somebody the sacrament. There you go. You could follow through on that. Do
1: that. Cuz that's your the bishop same
0: first. idea, less blood though. Yes. It's the same idea. But yes, yeah. yeah, so get it approved with your bishop. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: and and good. if I may uh, jump to the next Elder Oaks quote that he uh, references uh Isaac here and the the story sure. obviously this story of the sacrifice of Isaac shows the goodness of God in protecting Isaac and in providing a substitute so that he would not have to die so in the story obviously after uh, Abraham's commanded not to kill his son Isaac. Uh, is it? I mean, is it a goat, right? That comes. There's a ram. A ram. A ram caught in,
0: a, in like a th- in a bush in a thicket right. and some briars.
1: And uh, Elder Oaks goes on to say, uh, because of our sins and, and our mortality, we like Isaac are condemned to death. When all other hope is gone, our Father in Heaven provides the Lamb of God, and we are saved by His sacrifice. What a perfect, another awesome yeah. parallel to how important it was. To have some sort of sacrifice, we can't just say, "Oh well, I guess Isaac doesn't need to die." We can. There's still a right. sacrifice that can be given through through that ram or through our Savior Jesus Christ. So great. The funny great question,
0: question question though is, if we, of course, are Isaac in this case, and the ram is the Savior, w- what is Abraham in this in this metaphor? Because <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but because yeah. I don't want to say Abraham is like the
1: trials of life or <laughs> I don't know you're you can't think about it too hard I mean, you gotta, I'm reaching too far I just right.
0: figure somebody has to be actually you know right. trying to hurt us before we can be delivered it, but I don't want to say Abraham is Satan that seems a little true. strange yeah but um this is really strong and, and there's great stuff in here and I love I do but I honestly do love that that metaphor once again that we find these throughout the Old Testament types of Christ and in this case Isaac very much represents us yeah. and uh and it's amazing how we can be delivered in even the darkest moment f- through our Savior um, as long as we have the faith. Yeah. You know, we can't just sit there and not fulfill commandments and then expect to find that ram in the thicket. Right. We have, to, we have to go through with what the Lord wants us to do. And sometimes only then do we see the miracles. Like we always say, faith precedes the miracle. I think it gets so easy to get wrapped up in an idea that a miracle is what will give us the faith. Right. And that is what we want to see. It's like, oh, then I will believe because you have blessed me. Heavenly Father, but we have to put in the legwork. We have to. It's yeah. it's what our Heavenly Father expects of us, and it's how we become stronger. We can't return to be in His presence if we don't work at those things on our own and become stronger
1: than we are in our natural state.
0: Otherwise, we we can't like be in His presence. We'd be confused. We'd be overwhelmed. You know, we have to perfect ourselves.
1: Yeah, and it, just in, in closing, I know we're we're out of time here, but the uh, in the additional teaching ideas, there's a great quote by Hubie Brown so, that says. Abraham needed to learn something about Abraham. And that truly is such a good parallel in this in this story another parallel is how it relates to us when we do these things there's a sanctifying process that's happened that happens as we are asked to sacrifice helps us understand our relationship with our father in heaven our relationship with the savior yeah. and also our relationship with ourselves that how we can become more like them through sacrifice. So um and then if you need if a teacher needs a 12 minute if you need to need to kill 12 minutes there's a uh a video a 70s video awesome <laughs> called Ak- a uh on the church website for this lesson and uh my, Is it awesome? Oh man. 13 minutes I guess, but it's it's pretty it 70s. New? It, it's oh, it's no. New. oh no. No, this is this is old. At least
0: you can at least you can download it. Half the time I find things in, like in the primary manuals where it says, like, watch the video blank, 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 that's some VHS tape that the church hasn't e- has discontinued right. like 20 years ago. You can't even get a copy of because we refuse to digitize all of our archived stuff. It's so sad. That's another topic for another
1: That time. is for sure.
0: But I'd, l- I'd rather we leave on the notes that uh, Abraham needed to learn a little bit about Abraham. And I hope that we can all, you know, learn a little bit about ourselves and test our faith and come out better on the other side for it. I think that's that's what this lesson compels me to do. Right because on. That's what I want to do. Good lesson. Kurt, once again, folks, join Kurt at com. Visit him. Increase his page views. Help the man. <laughs> I would appreciate it. And, uh, but Kurt, we thank you for being here.
1: It's always a pleasure.
0: Nice to have you, buddy. This is Lesson 9, everyone. God will provide himself a lamb. We hope it's great. We hope to hear from you and hope that you have a great Sunday Uh, This is brought to you by This Week in Mormons. This is Sunday School Bonanza signing off for the week. Bye-bye.